Hello and welcome to the Non-Breaking Space show, which you can find online at nonbreakingspace.tv. Non-Breaking Space is a show where we'll seek out the best, brightest, and smartest people on the web and talk to them about how and why they do what they do. Your hosts are Christopher Schmidt and Dave McFarlane, two web designers, authors, and trainers who have a passion for sharing knowledge about the web. This week, the part of Dave McFarlane will actually be played by Trent Walton. I'm Chris from Canada, a web designer and podcaster. Christopher and Dave have invited along to help push the record button and keep everyone on track here on Non-Breaking Space. Our guest for this episode is Dan Cederholm. Dan is a designer, author, speaker, husband, and father living in Salem, Massachusetts. He is the founder and principal of Simple Bits, a tiny web design studio and co-founder and designer of Dribble, a vibrant community for sharing screenshots of your work. Dan is a recognized expert in the field of standards-based web design and has worked with YouTube, Microsoft, Google, MTV, ESPN, and many others. He has authored four books, including CSS3 for Web Designers, Handcrafted CSS, Bulletproof Web Design, and Web Standard Solutions. In early 2012, he received a Tech Fellow Award for product design and marketing. Dan enjoys sharing his simplistic approach to web design while spreading the word on the standards-based markup and style techniques he's collected by speaking at conferences and events around the globe. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to Christopher and Trent in their conversation with Dan. Thanks so much, Chris. Yeah, um, so uh, I'll say welcome to everyone who's listening. Uh, usually, uh, Dave would be with me and uh, right now, but he can't make it uh, due to... Uh, uh, some other commitment, but uh, he wishes he could be here because it's going to be an awesome show. Um, and filling in for Dave McFarland is uh, Trent Walton. Hey, Trent. Hey, Trent. How's it going, man? It's a great, it's a great day out here in the Texas Hill Country. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Cool. Yeah. Well, just for people who don't know, like, can you give just a little bit of background? Yeah. Yeah. I work with two of uh, my friends that I've known since pretty much high school uh, at Paravel, um, Dave Rupert and Reagan Ray. Mm-hmm. And I uh, love responsive web design and CSS and typography and all that stuff. Um, that's probably all, all there is to it. Yeah. Cool. And you guys just recently uh, did the Microsoft homepage relaunch, right? Yeah, we helped them build a, a responsive homepage and design it and mm-hmm. launch it. And it was, uh, to say the least, it was a privilege and an opportunity that uh, you know we're really thankful for. So it was a great time. Cool. It looked great. So um, so great to, ha- to have you here on today's show. And uh, just because it's going to be a really awesome show, I think, because uh, uh, Dan Cederholm is here with us. Hey, Dan. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, Thanks cool. for having me here. Uh, we're, we're honored that you're here. Very, very excited. You guys have a great show. Um, I love you all. All right. And, uh, <laughs> have you actually listened to the show? Excited. Yeah. In fact, okay. <laughs> I, I listened to. Uh, oh, you're, you're trying to get me there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, gotcha. I listened to uh, Jessica Hish's uh, last. I think that was the last episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Great, uh, great interview. I love listening to her because she's funny and smart and all that stuff. Yeah, it was, that was a fun one. Yeah, yeah, that one. But uh, yeah, so uh, one of the things we always ask uh, our guests is uh, how did you get into web design? Like, what, what was your path from to get into the whole web design industry? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of an interesting path, I guess. Um, I, uh, you know, I was a musician for a long time and and still play a little bit, but music was kind of what I wanted to do for, you know, forever since I was eight, you know. Um, and I, I think I was twenty one, and I had a really bad job at um, a record label called Rounder Records in Cambridge, Massachusetts, oh. and. Um, I had, you know, I was making minimum wage or like packing CDs and stuff. Um, but this was, you know, early days of the web. And, and uh, I finally worked my way up to a, a job where I was sitting at a desk and there was a computer there and it was a Windows 3.1 machine. And um, the, the most important part, though, was it, it had internet access. And I, that's something I didn't have at home. So mm. it was. I was too poor at that point. Uh, I'd always been interested in computers, though. I'd, I'd had computers at home, and um, my a Cla- Apple Classic Two was a, my first machine. And um, but I, aside from like AOL access, briefly, I, I didn't have access to the web. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, this was sort of the early days. I, I'm not sure what year that was. Ninety five, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I'm at this job, and and like this is incredible it sort of opened me to this world of um of the web and um and design and 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 it's it sort of I, I think it had an epiphany at the time like it it i realized that the web could uh encapsulate 
all these different interests I had and sort of pulled them together, right? So mm-hmm. music and um, design. I've always been into design and branding, and um, <clears throat> but not. I never really applied myself in terms of design. I don't have a, a education in that. Um, but uh, I sort of loved the web and immediately sort of fell in love with the web and uh, just by seeing it on this little crappy Windows 3.1 machine. Okay. And um, I think I was in a band at the time and, and we had a friend that was really into web design early and he was sort of building our website um, for our band and I was sort of watching the process of that and I was, just became fascinated with it um, as a way of you know communicating. Like suddenly... Uh, we could anybody in the world could could check out our band and and listen to a wave file, yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know hear it. And I just thought that was incredible. And and uh, so that's how I got into it. And from there, I I sort of got I went to a, a bad ISP. I had a really interesting job there doing customer service. But then I sort of learned about um, how the web works and how the internet works in general, mm-hmm. how computers worked, and you know FTP and um, command line and all that stuff sort of, I was sort of thrown into it and, and soaked it all up. And, um, and that was, that was how I got into it. I mean, and then, you know, job, job hopping a little bit after that, um, led me to fast company magazine where, where I was able to do some real work that, that actually people would see. And, um, so what would you do at fast magazine? Fast company. Um, I was, uh, yeah, it was just a web, um, Basically, like a front-end web developer for for them okay. when I first started, and um, I worked there for three years. And uh, this was at the time when web standards was was sort of starting, right? The, the whole movement was starting, and uh, you know, C- when I first joined, it, CSS wasn't used commercially you know, anywhere. It was, you know, it was used for for fonts and and. Uh, Hover links, hover styles, and stuff like that. You know, right. you guys remember. Um, and uh, while I was there, you know, it, CSS was, was growing, and I was experimenting on my my blog and was writing about it. And that, you know, you you remember those times? Like it was really exciting because everyone was experimenting with stuff and yeah. doing cool, awesome things with it. <clears throat> and every day we were, you know, coming up with different solutions, and and, um, and it was fun. And then Wired magazine um, launched their redesign right which is about um, like 10 years ago i know yeah it was just the 10th anniversary right yeah, like, yeah um which is incredible 10 years my god um yeah and so doug bowman um was great because he was documenting a lot of this stuff on his blog as well and um we had a lot of parallels like fast company fast company and wired you know had a, had parallels in terms of what they were as websites like they had um they were both publications, and then they had this online presence. And obviously, Wired was was really pioneering a lot of different things. But um, that was an important watershed moment, right, for CSS mm-hmm. for everybody. And then for for me, it was great because I could go to my boss and say, "Look, you know, look what they did, and look how flexible this is for them." And and the time is now for this stuff. And uh, luckily, I had a good boss that was was you know amenable to us taking that same path on. And so we, we, um, from, you know, from the wired redesign, we started working on it for fast company. And then, uh, then that launched, you know, six months or so after. And, uh, yeah, that was, that, that was, that's how I got into, that's the long story of how I got into web design. <laughs> so, so what made you, um, go from working at fast, uh, magazine, uh, fast, Company magazine, right? Um, to working on your own, like going freelance, and like, yeah. what, what was the transition for that? So I, I definitely owe it a lot to that that job because um, doing a doing a web standards redesign of of, of Fast Company, and, and then we also did Inc. Inc. dot com at the time. Oh. They were they sort of merged under the same umbrella company while I was there. Um, that. You know, I was blogging all throughout it. I was blogging on, on Simple. And um, because of that, you know, there wasn't – everybody was eating up this stuff that was going on. We were all, you know, sharing each other's solutions. And it was a real fun time. But it also got it got a lot of followers on the blog. And, and um, because of that redesign, I think because of the visibility of it, was I was able to – 
Um, well, I should say the how I got into freelancing was that they moved to New York. The com- the magazine was bought by a company in New York. Oh. You could either move to New York or not and be fired. And so I <laughs> was fired. And uh, and I loved it, but I didn't want to move there. So so uh, I you know it wasn't by choice, but suddenly I had some followers on the blog and I had people that, that, uh, some contacts that I could say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm going to start freelancing, I guess. Uh, I don't really know what the hell I'm doing, but, um, mm-hmm. start it. And, uh, luckily I got some, some good clients in the beginning. Um, Mike Davidson was at ESPN or he had just left ESPN at that point. He, he sort of hooked me up mm-hmm. with, them. so I had them as a client, like right off the bat, which is phenomenal. Right. Right. And scary uh, at the same time, but um, so I got very lucky with the timing. Like I got fired, and that sort of pushed, that kicked my my ass into freelancing. Basically, <laughs> it wasn't intentional, but it it, uh, it happened, and I'm, I'm glad it did. Cool. Yeah, I think yeah, it's been like what almost ten years of, of freelancing now, or, or exactly. oh my, probably is. It's probably uh, probably nine at least. Yeah, probably yeah. nine at this. Um, yeah, and it's been uh, it's been fun. Cool. Yeah, uh, you, you've been yeah, it's been great watching watching development over the years too. So, uh, and Dan, uh, over the years, it, it's pretty much just been yourself, right? I mean, I think you've had some help come in from time to time, but uh, I, I kind of think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you've basically been kind of at this as a, as a single, like a one man shop. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, totally. It was me, me by myself for a long time. And, uh, uh, and then I had, you know, Megan Fisher came on board for a little while. She helped me for a little while while she was living here in Salem. Um, and, uh, it, but then, uh, then essentially after that dribble sort of became, uh, more and more eating more and more of my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that's full time for me. So now I'm, I've transitioned again to, to, off of client work and, and just working on dribble. Um, I think it makes uh, like the ESPN scenario even cooler. Uh, anything I've gotten into that I've been nervous about, I've always known I can just make Dave Rupert figure it out because <laughs> I got, I got help, but yeah, it's fascinating to sort of, to sort of hear that. But I bet that, I mean, I bet that plays into the level of resourcefulness um, and, and, you know, initiative you've got. So it's cool. Yes. Yeah, so uh, thanks, man. I, I, like I said, I was terrified, and I part of the ESPN thing was me going down to Bristol, Connecticut, to their headquarters, and like doing a training day with them, you know. And that was just you know something I'd never thought I would be doing ever, and um, and just meeting with them was sort of terrifying too. And um, at first, fortunately, there's great people there, and it worked out really well. But I think any it seems like anything I've done. Career-wise, um, has not necessarily been by choice, but almost by uh, just, just happenstance. Like, you know, like whether it's um, you know getting fired, and then oh god, I got bills, so I got to do something, and suddenly I'm freelancing, and mm-hmm. and then we're like, hey, uh, and actually, I owe I owe Christopher. This is pretty funny. I owe Christopher Schmidt. Um, he he actually offered me a first speaking engagement, which was at South by Southwest. Oh wow! Way back when, right? The, yeah. Well, that that yeah, that was like a crazy all star panel. Like, yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, that, with that, Doug Boche and I think Molly Holschlag was on. The, yeah. Yeah. Following. Um, yeah. And so you were the first one. I remember getting the email from you. I was still at Fast Company. I'm like, yeah, yeah you want to be on this panel? I was like blown away. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Like, <laughs> I'm. I don't these things i don't fly on airplanes <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what do you do on airplanes then? I don't know. But, uh, but cool yeah yeah that was like that was a crazy panel because i was just so much crazy talent on that on the page on that panel and then there was me but it was just like it was crazy just to see uh awesome. all you guys on there so uh but uh, one thing i do want to circle back to is um uh, i think you, you you have a kind of a, a definite like style if, if that's if it can be but uh, you know, you, you, I think it's like kind of like love or embrace of the pixel uh, that's developed over the years. Would that be right? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, definitely. Um, I I love that. I love sort of pixel art, and I love I love the sort of representation of 
this digital world that we're playing with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that comes back to, um, I got really into BOS before, before the web standards came along. I was really into BOS. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that at all, but um, it was an operating system like before, basically before the Mac got popular again. And so, you know, it was, it, it was very niche, but like they had a, a very distinctive style in their icons Mm-hmm. And very, very much, you know, isometric pixel stuff. Um, and that was, that was definitely, that was sort of an influence on me too, because I was doing some icons for, for di- different things there. And I was, I was playing around with um, uh, C++, like not even knowing what the hell I'm doing, but just like opening applications in the, in the IDE and like trying to create my own thing. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, that, I think some of the pixel stuff comes from that. And then, you know, back in the day, you guys remember, like, there was a lot of that kind of style was mm-hmm. pop because it was, it was the constraint, right? I mean, right. The, um, you, could no, you could only do so much with, with what we had to work with. And, um, you know, sites like K10K and... and right, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, those are huge. Yeah, those are... Right. Day, had that sort of pixel aesthetic, too, which I always really appreciated. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, things are changing rapidly now, right? Like the pixel is sort of like this um, novelty in a way, <laughs> but um, still alive. Like, right? And, and even like the the retro iPhone games mm-hmm. uh, are really cool to see because they they look they still they still work and they still they still uh, they still look good and they're nostalgic and right. all that. Stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, but uh, I want to get back to like also like. Like you don't you don't have any formal design education, right? You just you just like just right. start plugging away and like you just yeah on hammering away and stuff like that. So like and, yeah, uh, I, I mean I guess I could have taken you know like graphic design, but I mm-hmm. didn't doing. I, I went to Emerson College for a year. I dropped out. Mm-hmm. I was I was actually learning audio engineering. I went to a small one year school for that. Uh, finished that. Thought I was gonna you know work in a studio or something. And, Mm-hmm. record but then um uh you know i had to make a living right <laughs> wasn't just not many people can make a living doing that you know you have to right, have the right personality i think and i just wasn't mm-hmm. i wasn't to like staying up until three and recording stuff so anyway um yeah i i don't i don't have any um formal training in, in design but it's always something that i it's always been something i've been interested in and mm-hmm. i i bet there's other people that fall into this category too where they They've been interested in their whole lives. Like they, you just pay attention to things like mm-hmm. typography or um, like the packaging, like brands. Like it's really into skateboarding. I loved, I loved the when I was a kid, and I loved like the 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 brand, like skate brands and the T-shirts and the logos that went along with it. And then, uh, and then music, and it was like music packaging and like right. seven and album covers and like band posters and stuff. And so like, I was always interested in that stuff. I just never realized that like, Hey, I could, I could do some of that stuff. You just, it's a matter of just applying yourself. Right. Um, and having the tools to do it. Right. Yeah. So I, I think the web was, was the thing that like brought all that stuff together and maybe realize like, this is what I like to, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to create stuff too. And it makes it so, I think for someone that's sort of like, um, I don't know, I've sort of have an attention deficit a little bit and then I'm, <laughs> I just love all, all sorts of different things. But the, you know, working on the web in front of a screen um, kind of keeps everything contained in front of you and it's a little less overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like thinking about like, well, how do I, how do I create, uh, you know, a band poster? Start doing graphic design, and like to me at the time, it was seemed really overwhelming. Like there's so many things I had to learn how to do, but for some reason, everything on the computer in front of me on the screen made everything seem um, manageable. Yeah. And uh, I think that's why it finally like set off a spark in my head. Like, okay, this is this is how it works. This is how this is how I can accomplish like what I want to do creatively. Right. Yeah, I just I think uh, you know it's it just that's one of the things I love about our industry is like you don't and also design I guess also in, in particular is like you don't need to go to a formal education to learn design or do design stuff. I mean, there's plenty of like well famous designers that never went to design school, but it, but you have to be resourceful and you have to like you know have that eye and 
and want to learn and 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 pick it up as you go along. And um, so it's just you know I think it's really great that you know and you you have this great style for for the Pixel and and how it's changed and adapted over the years and and also um, I think you have a really good sense of composition as well. I think it's how the page is laid out onto the web page too. So it's just really really always nice to see see the work that work that you guys do that you do you know and that you do also at dribble too and some that so it's really yeah, yeah and it's it's funny dan mentions that because i think that uh we have very similar backgrounds in that sense i didn't study design at all mm. yeah. and it was kind of the same deal you you sort of think well i can do all this myself i don't have to go to a printer um this is accessible i can sit here at my desk and see something through from the very beginning to the very end and as long as i want to spend on it um and so mm. that was like a yeah, I mean, it makes complete sense to me. And any and anything that I've gotten into since that may have more print-based roots, like before web fonts, you'd say like typography. And so all of these things for me, the web has been my portal for that as well. I mean, before web fonts, I was just sort of like Helvetica or Georgia. I don't really <laughs> care, you know, you just pick one of those. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like for me, the exact same thing. And we were visiting uh, Texas State University yesterday and there's these students and they've got like screen printing classes, they've got, I mean, they just got all sorts of resources and it's wonderful to see them have it. But I also do think that uh, the the initiative required and the resourcefulness re- uh, required for us, has, it's been good. So, uh, you know, I, def- I definitely don't regret that either. Um, though I kind of, man, we were, the three of us, uh, Paravel guys, were joking about that last night. It'd be nice to sort of take a few classes and see, see if there's anything we missed along the way. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's funny. Uh, that, yeah, you hit it on the head with, with the, you know, see, seeing a screen printing class, for instance, and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, before the web, like, there, there's people that just know that they want to do that, right? They, yeah. they come to school and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I make posters or I make, you know, I design fonts or, and I never, I guess I never had that because I didn't really know. I was just too scattered. And um, that's good to hear that, that that's, that the web, you know, sort of does that for people. That it brings, it brings these interests into into one, you know, sort of manageable place. And um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Trent, how did you get into? Uh, I'm curious. How did you get into web design? I love that you asked me that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually on Wayback Machine looking at old Simple Bit sites, and I'm trying <laughs> to find the exact date. Uh, I, I, there was. I remember I had a talk with Dave Rupert. We, Dave and I have been friends for. Oh, maybe like coming up on somewhere between fifteen and twenty years, and Dave is is, is I think kind of from, just like you from the beginning, like HTML and CSS. Yeah. Well, I was sort of dumb. We had this conversation in like two thousand where it's like, man, you can just control everything with Flash. I'm gonna start building Flash websites, and so I kind of <laughs> dropped off the grid for a couple of years. And just like everything else, Dave is always right. Um, I've learned not to argue with the the guy, but um. I remember coming back and saying, oh, damn it, he was right. This is, this is better. And so I was working at a company in Houston, and I was like, okay, like, who's, who knows what they're doing? And, uh, man, I don't know. You might need to send me an invoice, but uh, I'm pretty sure – I'm looking at a version from, like, 2001, and I'm pretty sure I learned <laughs> about, like, unordered lists just, and, and every single thing else from you. I'm not making it up. Like, it's, it's totally true. Like, I, and, and I even remember the – uh, I'm looking at I'm, Wayback Machine is awesome. We'll put some of these links maybe with the podcast. But I'm like in 2008 where it was like the green logo with the blue banner. Uh, I mean, I remember all these like it was just yesterday. But I, I think that was sort of it. Like I needed, I, I got I got hired to work at this company and I was sort of doing marketing stuff. I didn't know any. I didn't know how to do anything um, at all. I was out of college and everything, but I didn't study that. So I mean, just, I mean, just like probably everybody else out there are, that isn't like trained to be a web designer and trained in code, man, I, I, I was scouring the web for the best examples and basically just trying to learn everything I possibly could from those. And uh, I don't think, I don't think anything has changed over the past like five to 10 years. So, but that's pretty much it. You're right. It's, um, it's all about, that's what's cool about the web, right? It's all about putting the time in Mm -hmm. and learning from each other and, um, and you can do the, the, the great thing is you can you can you can learn everything on the web about making the web, and um, that's really unique. Yeah, one thing we were telling these students last night, and it didn't really dawn on me until we got into talking about it. But but all these like 
oh, I have an idea and I'm going to stay up till four, four o'clock just because I'm so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Or um, just these like dead ends, like, oh, my database is totally trash. I don't know how to fix it. I'm hacked. I don't even know how hosting works. What's FTP? All of these just horrible situations or really confusing situations. Going through all of that over the years, um, mm-hmm. it, it just continues to inform all, all of the decisions we make. I mean, they, they may seem trivial and really old, but I still feel like that's part of my DNA today. Uh, all, yeah. all the weird struggles and like cPanel login stuff from back in the day uh, plays a part. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think, I think all that time uh, learning in that way just will, will always stick with you, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good thing, though. Yeah. Well, like there's one piece of advice that um, you gave me. Like, you know, I think it was an email exchange, like brief, briefly, and it was just like uh, just to blog and just to bl- keep on blogging and and everything that um, and I, that kind of re- I remind that remind that because I think about your old website and everything because there's something that used to do was the um, simple bits CSS quiz. Yeah, right. That I used to do, and do you think that helped and like like give you attention? And help you out as a freelancer. Yeah, when you ask that, the, the, definitely. Um, yeah. And I think at the time I, I was saying blog, it's it's only because um, I really owe everything to the blog, uh, where where I'm at, career wise, and, and uh, that's just sort of given me everything. Um, and and I learned so much from other people's blogs too, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we still do that today. It's just a little different. It might not be on someone's personal only on someone's personal blog, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so the simple quiz, um, yeah, that, that was uh, sort of this idea. I had like breaking things down and there was just so many ways to, to accomplish the same thing in web design. Right? And it's still true today, right? There's no one way to do everything. And I think at the time, um, people were getting hung up on like, what's the best semantic way to do this? And right. Maybe there isn't a best answer, but at least there's we can come to a consensus on like what makes sense in a certain situation. So – that was the goal, and, and people got really into it, and the, the comments were really interesting and had a really good discussion about just ba- real basic stuff, right? Basic yeah. HTML um, structure. And uh, that, that actually led to uh, um, writing that f- my first book, The Web Standard Solutions. That was kind of the blueprint for that. Um, first you know, half of the book is kind of like, Let's take the simple quiz questions and and sort of make the turn them into book form, and use like those multiple choice uh, answers or those different ways of accomplishing the same thing as a as a guideline for for learning. Um, and you know, again, it's like I didn't like I had no um, idea what I was doing in terms of writing a book, but um, it was one of those things that. The idea came, and I got a publisher, friends of Ed, on board, and excited about it, and they were willing to take a risk on someone who's never written something before. And um, it, it, again, it's like one of those things that get you get pushed into, and not necessarily sort of a, a scary thing to get pushed into, and you just do it, and right, balls, and you it leads you to the next thing. Yeah, I think it's you know it's well, it's kind of funny, like like you know, a publisher has taken a risk on you because they've you never written before, but you have this like blog that you've been pounding away, you know, for maybe a year or two years at that point at least. So again, I owe I owe it to the blog because it had a lot I did put a lot of time into it and in a lot of articles and things and thinking and and um that that definitely built the following that that so people knew about the book when, you know, the marketing was sort of built in because uh, I could I could announce it on the blog. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, 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 go ahead. No, I was going to say, I should start blogging again these days. <laughs> well, I, I, was, I feel bad because like, you told me that advice and I've never really stuck to blogging. So I was just like, feel bad about uh, I'm doing, not doing that. But I feel like my blog is uh, too often neglected. But, uh, yeah. He feels that way, though, right? Even yeah. no matter how. Um, well, one thing I do want to mention is um, is that in conjunction with blogging and, and doing the things that you've done, and I think Trent can talk about this too um, with with his his side projects too. But uh, you, you also worked on a, a site called Foamy a little bit, you know, and, and kind of think about like what you know, tell people what Foamy was and 
And uh, and the reason why I bring that up because I feel like that was like kind of like was that maybe your first like kind of web app, you know? In uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's funny. You, uh, it's it's uh, it was really fun to build. It, it was ba- essentially Foamy was a um, you know I, on Twitter. It was it's a Twitter Twitter thing back in the early days of Twitter, and um, a lot of times I'd be like, "Yeah, I owe you a beer for that." You know, you fixed this thing on my server, or whatever. I owe you a beer. And I, I got to thinking, like, that would be cool if you could, on Twitter, you could say, like, I owe you a beer. And then, like, something kept track of it so, like, you, you wouldn't forget. And, and uh, someone would get notified, like, oh, okay. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to build this, this thing. And it's a side project, and it was, like, a way to learn, um, like, a PHP framework at the time. That's what I was using because I didn't – I couldn't get that complicated and use something better. But, um, and, uh, and then Twitter at the time, you know, there was, their API was just brand new and they were really getting excited about people building stuff on, um, on, on it. And, uh, which maybe, maybe it's changed these days, but, um, but they, uh, they promoted it a little bit on, on twitter.com. And so it, it never, I mean, it didn't explode or anything, but it, it was always this fun thing that I did on the side, and and um, you know that's where things ha- that's where great things happen, right? When you little side side project things, and I know a lot of a lot of people would would attest to that. Um, right. Well, like that, that's why I mentioned Trent earlier because like I think Parabell also does like many faces of as well. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of that that stuff, and I mean it's kind of dual purpose for us. Hell, like. Paravel was a uh, a side project at the beginning before we went full time. But uh, either you know we were we, you know there are some things that if they would have taken off that would have been great. But um, other you know for, aside from that though it was nice because there was a point where we were doing tons and tons of, of sites a year. I mean probably three to, to maybe ten times more than we do right now. Just projects in and out the door rushing they're relatively low cost and there was really no room for exciting innovation and so we sort of realized hey we need to like what we're putting out we're being hired to do what people see from us is what we're going to be doing next because this is what people think that we like to do or we choose to do so we started to use these side projects um and like the many faces of it was just sort of a way to be like look we want to play with all the new like css any kind any kind of new stuff that new technology we can get into we want to experiment with that, and we want people to hire us to do it. And um, I mean, that sort of, you know, snowballed into kind of every fun opportunity we've had uh, throughout the year. So those side projects, I mean, if you're not doing them, um, you know, it's a really good way. If you, or if you don't have what you really want to be doing in your portfolio, it's a good way to to to, um, to convey that to people. People aren't going to look at you and say, "Oh, he'd be really good to do this." fun job that he's never done before, he or she's never done before, I'm going to hire him to do it. It's like this p- potential energy, you have to, to show that. So, I mean, doing all of those led to like fun stuff, like Lost World's Fairs, or I mean, even really maybe Microsoft. So, uh, yeah, it's got to be the hobby too, I think, which is kind of nuts, but uh, it's paid off. Yeah. I think that's brilliant advice. I mean, um, create your own clients, really, right? Yeah. And create work that you want to be doing i think actually that uh, i think jessica hish i don't know if it was on your show or i can't remember or another one where she, she basically was saying something similar and that she was doing you know had an agency job and then wanted to do more lettering and started doing the daily drop cap thing and that that mm-hmm. suddenly she's getting all these <laughs> requests to do to do lettering which is exactly what she wanted to do. Right. so it, it's yeah it's totally true like if you know, build it, start building stuff and, 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 um, see what sticks. And, uh, and if it's cool, people are going to be like, Oh, well, they're the, they're, they're the people that made, uh, that thing. And we want to do something similar. And, um, yeah. yeah, I love that. And I love all the, I love all the parallel stuff that you guys have been doing. The, the many faces of, and yeah, um, we have fun. All the lettering stuff that you guys have been, the typography stuff you guys have been doing, it's been really valuable. So, um, I don't want to mention this briefly. So, like, so you did phone me, which I totally love because, and um, I loved it for, uh, you know, I think I sold the t shirt. So, floating around here. Uh, <laughs> so, and um, uh, and I also love that you did beer, but you also did coffee for Foamy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I- uh, 
year because people were like, hey, I don't drink beer. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was awesome. That was easy. But, um, so it's funny. Just, um, I think I checked it out earlier. It was just, it's still somewhat up and still somewhat not. Working. Yeah. So what happened is that the um, Twitter API changed um, and went to OAuth, and I never around to learning that and, and fixing it. So yeah. it's actually trying to pull like the same stuff, probably. I should probably turn it off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh yeah it was a, it's a really simple like you know really simple script that was that was hitting the API but since they changed it it just doesn't work anymore and right. you have to use authentication to do it and and um so i think like a couple lines of code would probably f- fix it up and i just need to i need to do that cuz I mean, I never thought anybody was looking at it, but apparently you are, so that's good. Dude, every day I'm like here at nine o'clock in the morning. Every day, just like, just phone me up. Um, <laughs> for years now, you've been like, God. <laughs> <laughs> like if I wear this T-shirt out, no one knows what's going on. I have to wait until the site's up, and then I can go up. <laughs> I should fix it. There's no reason. I <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So I just want to mention briefly, like so. You know, for me, it was like, you know, pretty much your, your first foray into like a web app. And then like, I guess in, in a way, right? And so then you had Quart, which is a, a site for wine um, cataloging. Yes, yes. Uh, actually, uh, Quart might have been before Foamy. Actually. Oh, really? Okay. It was first. And um, Dan Benjamin and I uh, created that. And, um, you know, it was interesting because it was a, it was a oh, huge learning experience. Like it... it it, uh, I love wine, but I don't. I don't actually live wine. I think part of the reason we um, sold it was because you know I think for a while I was like, well, to do this right and to grow this thing, we'd have to we'd have to be we have to be into wine. Well, suddenly we'd be in the wine business and not necessarily the the web business. And um, mm-hmm. because of the advertising and the, the contacts you'd have to have and right. the knowledge of what serious wine drinkers need and stuff like that. And so um, that was a good learning experience, right? Like if I think you got to love what you do um, immensely, if you're, if you're like for startups, essentially uh, this is essential. Like you got to love it because if you're successful, if you, if you're lucky enough to, to make it work, then you're, you're going to be stuck with this thing to, <laughs> to you know, to, and and to and to and you've got to love it, otherwise it's it's going to turn into a a job that you don't that you don't dig. And um, so you just just be careful when you're choosing. I think I tell this to people you know that are starting out with things like mm. choose wisely and, and make sure you really really love what you do, right? Uh, because uh, you, you know you, you're going to be you're going to be living it if it's if it take if 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 you're successful and that's the goal, right? Then you're going to be living whatever that is. So. Definitely, so. but yeah, but it was that was success, yeah, was successful exit strategy. You, you sold it to someone who lived wine, right? And so, and and loved it, so yeah. And, and they uh, he didn't really do much with it, which is kind of a shame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you, that's not a good that's not a good story, really. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about that. Brought it up then. Sorry, <laughs> bring it up. You know, uh, it was unfortunate that it died off, but. That that happens. Right. So, so I want to mention Quark and as a way of going to talk, talk about Dribble. So, like, at what point did you? Uh, is it how far apart part was Dribble from Quark, or was it any overlap, or was it like where did the idea for Dribble come from in relation to? to There's no overlap there. Um, that was much a few years after I think, um, and uh, you know I was. Um, I was going to conferences and stuff and, and always asking like colleagues and friends, like, what, what are you working on? You know, mm-hmm. uh, I was interested in what people were up to because um, a lot of times you don't really know. I mean, you look at their portfolio and, and you, you can see, and it's a little easier now with, with Twitter and Facebook and everything. But um, still, like, in terms of work, the work that we do, it wasn't really a good. I just love to peek over the shoulder of all these people and see what they're doing. So, so that was the. That was the inspiration for it, and and um, and uh, you know partially Twitter in terms of the constraint and um, Cameron Mall's uh, screen grab confab, I think it was called that that uh, 
you know, people were sharing what's on their screen and, and it had a, a constraint and because of the, the uh, column size of his blog, you know, so that, that, like, you know, Twitter's 140 characters and like easily digestible things. Um, plus this, what are you working on? Um, thing kind of, they all came together and, and, um, and that was, that was the original inspiration for it. And then, and so dribble is a collection of snapshots of what people are working on right now. And, and, and yep. yeah, just, just talk about how like, like, so it's, it's, so it grew from that, but then over the year, so when it began, it started out as a side project that you would spend a little time on and, but you, yeah. but you had a partner in, in crime, right? For the, for the end, right? Yes. Yeah. From, from the, from the start, uh, right. is the, uh, Co-founder and and the, the the real brains behind the the uh, programming of the whole thing. So um, that sort of happened, you know, serendipitously because we were. Uh, he's from Salem as well here, in Massachusetts, and um, place to to work remotely while he was at his job. And so I had some space in my office, and he'd be in there, and then that. At that time is when Dribble, the idea for Dribble, I was tossing around in the office, and and he was like, "Well, let's let's set it up, you know. So let's get a Rails project going and start building it." And, um, and it really did start as a side project, and we didn't know what would happen. Mm-hmm. We certainly didn't know that it would turn into something real, where where it's our, our full time job and and everything. Um, but I think we've grown really slowly and, and that's been helpful, extremely helpful. Um, and getting, you know, getting that first wave of people on dribble as a private beta was really crucial in, in terms of, um, deciding what, what, how people would use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, you know, we had about 50 people that I sent t-shirts to <laughs> and like a, a handwritten card that said like, here, go to here. And this is an invitation for you. Um, and uh, people immediately, you know, all of a sudden, we, we didn't weren't quite sure how people would use it. We we actually thought it might be a little bit more boring than it is today, like where you could just you're like writing an email, you know, and you snap part of it and be like, yeah, I'm writing an email right now, or, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know. In hindsight, thank God because that would be pretty pretty stupid. Yeah, um, I dribble so much if that was the thing, <laughs> five times a day. <laughs> I know, me too. I, right, that's that's basically what what uh, business turns into, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so so um, yeah, we uh, we weren't sure, quite sure how people were going to use it, and then that, like I said, that first sort of fifty people that we invited, um, I think, um, s- sort of paved the way for how it was going to be used. And right off the bat, it was like this sort of beautiful visual stuff going on and um and that's that's carried through to today really i mean people use it for different different ways and that's we love that actually um just like people use twitter in different ways right um and then all it's sort of you follow people that you're that are interesting and 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 that's cool and there's like sort of different different micro communities going on at the same time and um but the uh, the overall theme of sort of sharing what you're doing and trying to make it interesting to get people interested in it is has been sort of the the uh, the goal through throughout. Yeah, it's been it's been a very slow development process, but at the same time, like to get to where it is now, it's been just very nice, very yeah, very slow approach. It's been a slow, and that was been intentional because we've been bootstrapping it and we. We haven't taken funding on, and we intentionally, and uh, um, that's dictated how slow we have to go. But uh, I think I'm glad we did it this way, and and uh, it's been a lot more fun. We've been accountable to no one but ourselves and, and the community, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's paid off, I think. And at this point, you know, we're sort of ramping up a little bit. We're looking for a developer. Um, little plug for our job. <laughs> Yeah. So, so how how does it feel to go from freelancing to client to client, you know, to working on the same project, uh, like Dribble, like nonstop, like nonstop, but like your your job now, and that you're not beholden to a client, but you're beholden to 
kind of community, right? Yeah. Yes. Great. I'll have to tell you. Um, uh, not that I didn't love client work, and I do, I did, and I loved working on different things, and it was always a new, exciting challenge, and blah blah blah. But I think you know, there's nothing like owning your own product and seeing it through, and being able to focus on that over a long period of time mm-hmm. is really great. Because when I was doing client work, you know, a lot of times I would, uh, well, it, it, this is funny. Like looking back at my portfolio, maybe last year or something. I think I was moving it somehow, maybe in a different design of the blog or whatever. And I, I would be following the links to stuff I did, and like barely any of it is still alive. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, it just that's the nature of the web, right? It's this. Some of it's ephemeral. Like we're we're spending all this energy and time into um, creating this this what we think is this best thing possible at the moment, and mm-hmm. really it's temporary it's going to get replaced um, right. most of the time right and um that's that's kind of disappointing in a way and i think um you know so owning your own product and, and sort of or, or working on something long term is has been really um has been really fun and it's been really uh new different challenges in terms of managing a community and and i'm doing less you know I'm doing less CSS debugging than I am. <laughs> kind of nice as well. But at the same time, there's other so many different hats to wear when, when you're sort of running a company as opposed to just freelance design. And um, I'm doing a lot of, like Trent was saying earlier, it's like email. It's probably the most, most thing I'm doing a day during yeah. a day. Yeah, the people keep on saying that email is dead, but I, I have email more and more each, each year. It's crazy. It's just how much email I'd send out. It <laughs> done really. I mean, yeah. it, it just you can't avoid it. But there's just so there's so much email, and there's um, so there's a lot of challenges with with working full time on a on a side project that turns into something. But it it uh, overall, I find that it's really rewarding, um, and I'm I'm always excited to get up and work on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. Like when you started, um, you know, taking it, uh, you know, take it to the next level with like sponsorship and everything. I was like, yeah, this is awesome, totally great. But there's always been a question in my my mind. It was like, you know, when you start out with Dribble, like you said, like I want to know what people are talking about right now, or like what they're doing on right now. My question was always like, why didn't Dan just start a Flickr group and just ask people to go through Flickr? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been right. Yeah. Um, it could have been, but I think that would have been. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been as tight knit of a community. I, I think. No. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, the technology technically, it's it's not doing anything that unique, right? I mean, it's sort of sharing um, pictures. Right? Right. <laughs> like there's tons of ways to do that, and right. uh, but I think that's the thing. I think Dribble is. It's not really that. It's it's the people that are that are. I had this. This is sound corny, but it's it, it is the people, the community that that make it what it is, and right. sort of they're sharing. and And I've, I've the, the most amazing thing about it, I think, to me is for me is that is that I've met and and um, discovered people, so many people that I wouldn't have otherwise, oh. and like their their work and what they're doing and, and being interested in that. And um, so, right. And I think there's something about like the 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 idea of us having a, a space. I mean, it's sort of funny, but like I don't I don't read I don't like RSS. I like to go to your blog and read your stuff. It sort of feels like I'm visiting in, in a way. And so, I mean, from the beginning, for me, I totally agree with that. That um, you know, the the main benefit. It's fun to 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 share what you're doing, but the main benefit is this community thing, and it's cool that. Um, you know, I'm, I've made friends who live all, all across the world and um, without having to like bother them and say, look what I'm doing right now. I can just sort of like put it out there and sort of like, a, hey, this is what's this is what's going on in my life. And it, it is provided a way for us to sort of maintain relationships. And I think that that's, I mean, even just seeing the the logo and having the, the, the UI that, that we're used to and, and, and sort of having like our own URL, it's it, it, from day one, it's always felt like. 
<laughs> it sounds cheesy too. Like 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 a special place for 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 me to go and kind of just see what's up. I mean, it, it's and and for me, and it, and this is maybe you can get into we can maybe talk like what do likes mean? And for me, sometimes I'll be like, I, I, this is great. This is a great shot. You're really good. Congrat. You know, like awesome. You you rule. You win the internet. But sometimes it's almost just like. I like what you're doing and it's cool. And, I, and it's like, Hey, like, it's like almost a head nod. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I met you a year ago and you told me about this and you're like chugging away. And here's like a little, like, even maybe if it's code or you know, people screenshot code or, or whatever, or, or like a problem they're having. And so it's sort of a way to just be present in uh, like comrade designer developers uh, mm-hmm. in their lives and their work. And for me, like dribble it's definitely benefited Paravel and our and our careers, but it's also been like like the dribble meetups and stuff that's come come about. I think that the the power and the passion and the reason why when pro memberships came out and everybody was just like signing up and throwing money, it's this thing that that this is something that we all want to be good stewards of and we all value. And it's far beyond this wonderful utility of screenshots. It's 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 everything else that um, just sort of naturally formed by you guys kind of slowly growing and listening to community feedback. So I think that, yeah, the payoff is far beyond like getting likes or finding people. Those are great. But, but, um, it's sort of these more long drawn out kind of feelings or like relationships that grow from all that action on the day to day. But yeah, it's, it's been great to, to be a part and thanks for building it. Hey, Thanks for being on there. I mean, you guys uh, have done such phenomenal stuff on on Drip. It's been awesome to see you guys sharing what you're doing. Yeah, um, I had to find a way out of that spiel. I could have gone on for 30 minutes about how much like, Drip. I was like, how do I end this? How do I stop talking? <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been good to share, and hell, it's been great for us. So I'm gonna owe you more money than we agreed on, Trent. <laughs> Glad you brought up the likes thing because I I think that's I actually had a, a blog post half written that I didn't publish about the meaning of like <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just dribble but like just any anything in general any social network in general like th- that that like can mean so many different things and um, I think once you once you grasp that it's actually this this really convenient powerful efficient way of communicating with other people right like. Um, like it can mean it can mean different things. Like you just said, like it could mean this is incredible visually, and I this is like artwork I'd hang on my wall, or it could also mean like you know encouragement, like hey, keep going with that, I like it, or 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 the or you just you know you appreciate the person and you you appreciate that they're actually sharing something and they're putting their 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 self out there. And um, same goes for you know uh, Twitter or something. Like instead of having to write a reply, I might like the 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 um, the tweet just to say like just to acknowledge that I got it and then I, I'm, I'm here and um, I, I love that about that sim- it's just a, such a simple mechanism but it can mean so many different things I think the flip side is that people some people don't see that and they see it as like as one thing and whatever that is um, then it makes them angry when they see things liked because of other reasons and <laughs> they don't understand yeah. what for, for different reasons and yeah. It, it can mean a lot of different things, and um, but I, I, I like I, I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe it shouldn't be like it should be a different. There should be like a name, a global name for all for for the web. Like I don't know, the yo button. Hey yo, <laughs> yo. Oh man, that's a bad idea. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell would the icon look like? I don't even. So, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> this is what tradition plan. But uh, yeah, so like I think um, I don't know if it's it is like kind of uh, a, a too much of a too much of a simplification for it. But like we had Lou Rosenfield on, um, and we we asked him like you know we asked him like what is UX you know and um, and he had a really kind of a cute I guess or curt answer was uh, uh, UX is Apple. We think of Apple products minus Sony equals UX. You know that's what user experiences, and um, so I think like maybe like Dribble is what you think of Dribble is minus Flickr equals the community, and that's what like Dribble really like that's at the heart of Dribble. W- would you agree with that, or would that be? Yeah, I, I, that makes sense to me. I mean, uh, um, 
Flickr, uh, Flickr used to be, well, I, sh- I hate to say it like that, but <laughs> personally, Flickr used to be a wonderful community and everyone was right. sharing sort of, that was a way I, I kept up on what people were doing. You know? Right. Yeah. Or like before the check-in or Instagram um, or before Instagram. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's still a wonderful utility and I, um, but the, yeah, I think the, the simple act of like just uploading a photo of something or a, or, or a picture is, is, is shared amongst Flickr and Dribbble and Instagram and all any, any site that sort of you're sharing um, something visual. Yeah. But again, I would agree with the, the community part of it. And, and like Trent was saying, the stuff that's sort of come out around this is probably the real value of, um, of the site and not necessarily the, the, the act of uploading something, right? It's the uh, connecting other people and maybe getting work from it or um, in the meetups and, and that kind of thing. So right. uh, it's been, it, it's been fun to see. It's, it's been a learning experience. Like it's just not, it, you, anybody can, can build something, but um, the real challenge is maintaining well, people. Yeah. And, come, and again, I'm going to get corny here, but it's it's like it's 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 true. It's about it's about managing people and um, oh. with them, and we see it all on the back of this because we, we see see the good, the good, bad, and the ugly in terms of like how we interact with each other, and um, it, it's 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 challenging. But but um, for the most part, we've been fortunate that uh, the the dribble community itself has been has been phenomenal overall. I mean, you get a lot of positivity there. So, cool. yeah, well, um, well, I think it's, it's good, uh, good point to uh, transition to like toward the, towards the end. But, uh, there's one question we always ask our guests is, uh, what are your, what are you most passionate about right now? Like what, what, what's getting you up in the morning, uh, in regards to work and like, you know, like when it comes to, I guess, you know, dribble, like what are you looking forward you know, it may it may not be about dribble, but maybe something in the industry that you want to bring into dribble or something like that. Or, um, yeah, that's a good question. Jeez, uh, that's just part of the gotcha journalism that we we do here. <laughs> yeah, <I feel> you <laughs> it is. You got me. Um, uh, so well, work work. If it, I would say, um, I am passionate about growth, you know, just sort of growing this thing because we're in a, we're kind of in a weird place where we need to we need to expand the team probably and uh at the same time in order for us to to grow the community we need that extra person so it's sort of a chicken and the egg thing. So I think um that's not really what I'm passionate about. Though. Let's see. Hmm. This is a tough one, Christopher. Jeez. <laughs> Well, like, well, you're you're interested in seeing like maintaining, right? And maintaining with you know positivity, like like just growing it and nurturing, I guess, if if, if that's you know, and seeing yeah. how you can do that because it's kind of a unique challenge. Because like as a freelancer, you if if I may, like you you you'd build something and then you you hand it over, and as you mentioned, you would go back to your portfolio recently, and all that yeah. stuff is just wiped away in the sands of time, right? It's yeah. hopefully there's an archive you know machine for that, but. uh but oh yeah, so it's so it's it's a unique challenge to you, right? So it's it's something that's challenge. There's all new stuff going on here in terms of like you know um, support and uh, and we have someone helping us with that. Thank thank goodness. And uh, now, but for a while, it's just being rich and um, just like uh, how how we, how you deal with that? How do you deal with email sending? How do you deal with newsletters? How do you deal, like? There's just something different every day, and I think that's. I guess I would say that that's that's up every morning is because there's always something new to, to think about like all right we're gonna we're gonna do like t-shirt today and like how do we how do we do that or what, what design do we want to do and what and we're gonna do a newsletter tomorrow and then we're gonna do something on the blog we're gonna feature somebody that we really like on the blog and um and that and that's aside from just the all the day-to-day like dribble features and main, maintenance and all that stuff um so you put all that stuff together and it's like it's never boring right right and like you were saying, it's not something that you finish mm-hmm. and then hand over. Um, it's never it's never done, right? I mean, a website is never done, really. Um, and so that that constant evolution is kind of, 
I think what I, I like about it the most. Right. Uh, and that's parallels the web in general, right? Like, uh, that's what I always liked about the web is that it, it's, it just never gets old. It's like, it's always constantly changing. Um, and the technologies that we use are changing, even though, so you're never going to be finished learning and, um, you're never going to be finished reading and you're never going to be finished with, it's just an endless, endless thing. Actually, it's just kind of terrifying in a way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, it's going to be going on and on and on. Like the animated gifs are going to keep they're going to keep animating, even though you're not looking at them. Yeah, right, right now, this minute. Right. <laughs> it's like we're not looking at them, but they're right there. You know they're there. Yeah, that's that's key, isn't it? Like they're all these animated gifs like moving around yeah. right now that we're not looking at, but they're just, they're still moving. They're still loop. Right. I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, how can people find you on the internet and, and, and the Twitters and, and all that? So I'm uh, Simple Bits on Twitter and uh, I'm Simple Bits on Dribble and Simple Bits on Instagram and Simple Bits on um, SimpleBits.com is my uh, sort of web, uh, blog, which I haven't updated in a long time, but there's, there's some stuff there. Uh, I'm sensing a pattern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Flickr. On Flickr, I am Simple Bits Dan. Oh, okay. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Cool. Awesome. And yeah. um, and uh, and uh, our our guest co-host Trent. Uh, how can people find you on on the internet? Same thing. Simple Trent bits? Walton. Everything. Yeah. Simple Bits. <laughs> everything. Just follow Dan. Uh, Trent Walton. Everything. Trent, you know, at Trent Walton on Twitter, Dribble, Instagram, TrentWalton.com. Simple. Cool. Awesome. Uh, well, um, and we'll take, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, thanks. Okay, cool. Thank you guys. Yeah, it was awesome. It's good, really, chatting with you. Cool. And I also want to say uh, thanks to Chris from Canada for pushing the buttons behind the scenes. You can follow him on Twitter at iChris on your iDevice of choice. And thanks to you, listeners. Uh, it would be great if you could uh, rate us up on iTunes. It does help us get the word out about the show. In addition to mentioning it on the Twitters and the Facebooks. And again, uh, thanks to. Uh, Trent Walton and Dan Home for joining us on Nonbreaking Space. Uh, check out our show notes at nonbreakingspace.tv where all the links and sites that were discussed will be uh, posted. All right. Talk to you guys uh, next time. Great. Thanks, guys. Man, so like, how did Microsoft did Microsoft just call you up or just like? Oh, we had a, we had a, we did uh, a couple of things for Nishant. Yeah, sorry, and he I mean he did it all. We owe him like everything. Okay. So we did like Lost World's fairs and all right. the mix online. So he kind of oh right yeah uh, yeah we were at lunch at South by. I said, you want to do the Microsoft homepage? <laughs> That's pretty much the story right there. I said yes. They hey. called me. And he said, hey. Hey, it's Dan. Dan, Dan. Hey, <laughs> guys. Listen, I am uh, sorry for the delay. Um, no it's kind of one of it, it's funny. I, I forgot I didn't install Skype yet on this machine. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's go. And I, where's Skype? And I, so I had to download and install it. Sorry about that. No problem. Cool, man. Well, glad you're here. And I am glad I'm here, too. Thanks for having me. No problem. Cool, and uh, Trent is here, as you tell. And then um, Trent Walton, how are, you, how are you doing, man? Good. I don't want to make you feel bad, but I am sitting here in a tuxedo, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've been up since three thirty this morning because I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Right? I mean, yeah. uh, I don't have a tuxedo on, but okay. I actually don't have anything. On, but, uh, <laughs> I'm still nervous. And that's I'm still very too. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what I do when I get nervous. I, I just take all my clothes off. <laughs> yeah. it, just, it helps immensely. So I just, I, as a vision of you guys, just <laughs> one with a tuxedo, one naked, just staring at the MacBook. <laughs> yeah. for, the last, know, it, for the last nine hours. <laughs> your vision is probably accurate. Let's put it that way. Oh, I'm man. telling you. <laughs> so glad we didn't do a video call. <laughs> I know. Me too, man. Uh, oh, man. It's been awkward.
<laughs> so, uh, um, so, so I'm going to do a quick rundown of what we're going to do today. Is, yeah. Um, yeah, so like, I'm not sure if you heard of our podcast uh, episode before or not, but uh, so Chris Enns is our producer. Hey, Chris. Hello. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dan. Nice oh. to meet you. Yeah, you too. Big fan. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, I'm a fan of your show. Okay, cool. Thanks. So, yeah, and we wouldn't have a show without Chris. He, he actually makes it all. All happened for us, so I'm um, really happy. I probably to have, have a better show without Chris. So he actually does like you know he produces the whole thing, puts it together, duct tapes it up, and sends it out there. And uh, he also does our intros. Um, yeah. For that, so he's got an intro, and then um, then um, Trent is our uh, guest host. So uh, we'll do a quick chat, see how things are going with him, and then uh, we'll pull you in, and then talk until. Till we're done, you know, it's pretty much that's so. fantastic. It sounds awesome. I'm I'm honored to be here. You guys oh. have done some good 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 stuff here. Oh. A lot of cool. <laughs> I almost I almost swore and for and for no reason really. It's just because um, you're so nervous. That's yeah. I am very nervous. <laughs> I, it's not clear. Uh, we had Jessica Hish on a couple episodes ago, and she she dropped a bunch yeah, of S bombs yeah. that we had to edit out. So don't worry if you if something slips oh, out, okay. we'll, we'll catch it. All right, you do excellent. beeps because that's probably sound really funny. I like the beeps. I know. Yeah, beeps would be it. Beeps would be funny. I think for this one we should get like a, a basketball bounce or something like a. You should just beep the old basketball whistle. bounce, random words, just to make it sound really <laughs> like terrible people. Yeah. We could choose one word, uh, always replace well, it. I, I was so recording already. Pushing pixels, bleep out pushing, and who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just put in tuxedo. Yeah, so I was gonna say I got Trent saying, or you saying tuxedo, or whoever said tuxedo. I think we all said tuxedo. <laughs> We're all at fault for that one. Safety word. <laughs> Safe word. Wait, Trent, which podcast are you here for? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Now you may wonder why they don't let me on shop talk very much. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, so sorry, Christopher. Um, you're trying to be professional. I'm no, no, no I'm. I'm going to stop right now. Just, I'm going to like take off my clothes and just <laughs> relax. And, All right, join <laughs> in the fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, apparently, it doesn't work. Yet. You get really nervous. But this uh, is already already the best <laughs> podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> by the way, uh, we're we're actually talking about doing this live next year, and so I think we're this is a, this is a good reason oh. for not to do that live. <laughs> 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 yeah, there should be some ground rules. <laughs> kind of contract or something. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Chris, I would just say uh, just do an audio check, make sure all they were all doing great. Yeah.